0: Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, Phil Maddox. Today, we have one of my favorite guests. We have David Rosenthal. David is a voice actor, casting director, voice director, and he's one of the top voiceover coaches in the business today. Let's welcome David. David, welcome to the show. Thank
1: you, Marilyn. Happy to be here.
0: Hi, you're welcome. Um, David, can you let everyone know where you are recording with us today from?
1: Uh, I'm right here in wonderful sunny LA, although technically Santa Monica, but yeah,
0: oh, that's where I'm. At. So, you're by the lovely beach. Oh, beautiful!
1: Mm-hmm. It is <laughs>
0: actually, <laughs> yeah, and the audience can't see it, but David has a, a great like Hawaiian
1: shirt. <laughs> so I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it today,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, I want to ask you, David up was there a favorite um film you remember as a kid that you just were so excited to go see
1: oh my gosh you know there are so many movies that you know i grew up i grew up on movies uh they were so important to me and still are um but i have uh a couple uh that have stayed with me for a long long time um I, for some reason I can always watch It's a Wonderful Life just because of the performances and because of the, the sentiment and because it appeals on so many different levels for me as a really well put together film. Um, uh, I also, you know, love To Kill a Mockingbird again for the performances. Um, uh, I just, you know, Gregory Peck was such a, an amazing actor. Um, one of my inspirations growing up as an actor as well because i did on camera for about 20 years as well um and his you know that performance meant a lot to me it was also robert duval's first performance uh he played boo radley at the very end of the movie you see him just briefly and that was kind of a you know that's a nice little uh what do you call easter egg type of thing at the end of that movie oh robert duval what's he doing behind that door um those are two great movies that meant a lot to me. And, you know, I never get tired of watching.
0: And, and that's a testament that the movies that you, um, that have like like, past like years and years and years and your whole mm-hmm. family can watch them and they, they bring to light and um, spectacular actors that are just moving and stories that you watch with your mom, your dad, your grandpa, your little sister can all enjoy together um we were talking about gregory peck i just saw i don't know if you remember this the million pound note do you remember that movie
1: i do yeah
0: that was yeah. very interesting right yeah really. oh, heck yeah yeah, yeah. I, and it's the power of like i think if you in your mind if you know you're rich the things that you can do with it or the perception of being wealthy and the people that perceive you to be wealthy what how they treat you different <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful things. And um, Robert Duvall, what a uh, an amazing actor as well. And I have to say, like our audience, you know, if you if you're going to um, Google Dave Rosenthal, you remind me of Tony Curtis. Um, does anyone ever tell you that?
1: Uh, people have told me I remind them of so many different people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, but I- I've also heard. So many other names too. It kind of depends on the day and the feel and the energy
0: mm-hmm. yeah. that I'm
1: putting out there.
0: Well, but yeah. Well, the reason I'm saying that is because you know I met Tony Curtis and he draws, you know, and he doodles. Yes, he does. Right. He draws David, and he doodles right. and he doodled like um, several flowers. I should have kept him. I don't know what happened to him, but I moved around a lot um, as I was a hostess in um, at Nikki Blair's on Sunset, and he would always come up to the hostess stand and talk to me. And draw flowers and draw little things for me while I was working there because, you know, he he works the room. And uh, so you remind me of him like, yeah, because I missed, um, you know, the days when the restaurants were open. But hopefully they'll open up again. But so you just have this lovely, lovely career. And so I wanted to ask you, um, you know, we talked about your favorite childhood film growing up. But was there this master fi- um, film that you saw perhaps in the Criterion Collection that you just fell in love with that inspired you on your career path?
1: Huh. Interesting. I, you know, for me, um, I grew up on stage. Um, and because I wasn't in a position to, I wasn't in LA growing up. I, you know, got here as an adult. Um, so growing up for me, it was, it was, uh, amazing stage performances, um, that I was, that my mom took me to see. Um, and that got me interested in both musicals and, uh, you know, straight straight plays and stage performances. Uh, those those are the things that really got me going. Um, I saw Fiddler on a roof when I was young in Oklahoma when I was young. My mom took me to all these great musicals and um, and took me to arena stage in Washington, DC. Uh, to see some fantastic films, uh, I mean, fantastic uh, plays, um, and so those are the those are the things that resonated with me to the point where I decided that that's where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. Um, we had a great uh, Shakespearean Repertory Company in Washington D.C. as well, so um, I grew up, you know, with Shakespeare and a lot of the classic plays. Um, Death of a Salesman and all sorts of wonderful stuff. So that's what really got me going. I didn't, you know, uh, movies were were things that um, uh, appealed to me in a way that I said, well, maybe someday, but right now, what can I do? And so at a very early age, I was acting on stage and continued to do that through uh, high school and then college and then uh, in New York City when I graduated from college, did Uh, Worked in some plays there until I came out to San Francisco and continued to work on stage. And that's where I started also uh, through an agent started uh, working on camera as well before voiceover happened.
0: Oh, so your mom was um, taking you to these plays, and you saw them live. That must have been such a wonderful experience to go with your mom and see Fiddler on the Roof. Like, were you singing along and dancing like when you were watching Fiddler on the Roof? Like, you
1: know? no, that they would have ushered me out of the theater.
0: <laughs> <laughs> me too. No. I can't sing. <laughs> All
1: right. No, it was. It was more. Uh, the fact that she was showing me uh, the world of possibility through art. I mean, she would take me to uh, museums, national gallery. She would take me to see uh, uh, flamenco dancing, Jose Greco, Pete Seeger playing the, you know, on the banjo. And, oh my gosh, it just went on and on. So I think she really wanted me to see what was possible as a human being, you know, the, the good part of being human, <laughs> not the bad. Um, so I was surrounded by all sorts of different creative art and artists growing up. Uh, she would take me to concerts, and classical concerts. and So, yeah, it was. And my dad, too. My dad started taking me to classical music concerts. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun
0: wow. growing up. So your mother was... A huge mentor, inspiration. Season. Yes. Yeah. What a beautiful mom. You know, like my mom and dad were. You know, were hardworking people. My my father served in the service, so when he came home. He was tired and exhausted, and my mom was tired and exhausted. So I, I, I going to movie for me was like a rare treat because you just you couldn't really afford it, and just mm-hmm. never really could go. So it's so beautiful that your mother was able to yep. you know show you culture and art in so many different ways from live theater to museums and classical music. I mean wow, your mother is is my hero. I wow, what a special She mom. Is,
1: she's yeah. my she's my hero too. Both wow. my mom and my dad are heroes. I actually Marilyn just got back last night from uh, from visiting them on the East Coast in Nashville, North Carolina where we celebrated their 70th wedding anniversary, which is kind of almost unheard of these days. You have to, in order to celebrate a 70th wedding anniversary, you have to have gotten married very early and lived a heck of a long time, which they did both. So that oh. they just, they're both 97. Oh. Um, and they're still doing incredibly well, um, oh amazingly enough. They both just got over COVID. Oh.
0: <laughs> oh yay, yes! Oh, thank yeah. goodness! My God! Yeah! Wow, that's an incredibly beautiful story, and congratulations to them. Seventy years? Did you say seventy? Uh-huh. Woo! Yeah. Congratulations! Wow! Yeah. You got to write a story on that because I don't know anyone that has. Is able to stay together like these these days. It seems like people yeah. are together like maybe two years tops. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's yeah. like um, wow, what a beautiful family! And yeah, and, and, you know, say you know, congratulations to your mom and dad. Thank that's you. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, I feel blessed.
0: Yeah, and so I'm going to ask you. Um, so so when you started watching movies, did you just um had this favorite director that you just you know like wow he's so incredible that that you like.
1: Well, started watching movies. I mean, I, you know, when I started watching movies, I was more aware of the actors than I were was of directors. It wasn't until later that I, you know, was interested in who was directing. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, just, yeah, because, as, you know, coming from an, an actor's point of view, I was very much watching my favorite actors do their thing. Um But, you know, it turns out that Frank Capra was directing a a heck of a lot of the movies that I happen to love. Uh, I think he tapped into the American spirit, the American zeitgeist, and what we're all hoping to find, you know, the life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And, you know, I think that he showed the hardships around that and wanted to show people as people, not as movie stars and not he didn't, you know, sugarcoat things. He showed things the way they are and, and at the same time created a, a sense of a lot of hope uh, for us, uh, you know, individually and as a species to, to carry on uh, amidst all the crap that's going on. So I like that. I thought that was a very hopeful message and I'm a very hopeful guy so yeah. for me that meant a lot
0: yeah frank capra yes definitely love him and one of my short films that um, for project Greenlight, i had um this girl cooking up a recipe a secret recipe and she would pour a soup of capra and hitchcock and spielberg uh-huh. So yeah, Frank Capra, yeah, you gotta love him. So I'm gonna ask you, like, oh, then okay. So you usually ask people to give me, do, can you share a favorite directing shot that you love or an actor scene because you, you know, you are doing voiceovers and acting, because um, everyone loves this part of the show. It's like, oh, what's your favorite actor and actor scene or directing shot? <laughs>
1: wow, um, geez, I mean, I there are so many actors that I that I grew up. Loving and and wanting to see more of at any, you know, I mean, I I got to when I was in New York, I got to meet a number of, you know, interesting actors. I got to meet um, uh, Dustin Hoffman and I got to meet Robert Duvall. I got to meet a lot of people when they were uh, 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 Treat Williams and Don Savage. A lot of a lot of great people got to meet them and and uh, hang with some of them. Um, just kind of being in the right place at the right time. Um, so I was always following them. I was always following, you know, Al Pacino as well. And this just for me, male centric being a male actor. Um, but there were so many, you know, I mean, I wanted to see anything that Meryl Streep was in. Um, and I loved Susan Sarandon and Rosamund Pike and just all sorts of interesting actors that have, um, had really interesting careers um i'm i'm sure i'm spacing out right now on a number of other female actors that i that i've loved and wanted to follow for a long time um but as far as a you know particular scene i i'm you know i'm not sure I, there's just it's w- really hard when you say okay you know you've been watching movies you've been listening to all you know music for your whole life what's your favorite this and I just, I can't do it because my life is filled with that. And uh, so sorry to disappoint. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you said Meryl Streep and, you know, and Dustin Hoffman. And, you know, you just, you're just thinking of all these amazing films that Meryl Streep has been, especially like uh, the one where the Deer Hunter one that she was in. Deer Hunter
1: wasn't And it's great, you know, I mean, uh, that was an incredibly harrowing film that that uh, kind of left me just in shock for like a week. I was completely depressed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was about amazing,
1: amazing performances and a great film too.
0: Yeah. So, well, at least we got like the, um. you know, one of my favorite is Preston Surges, his screwball, because I write oh. screwball comedies. So, you know, you can always, after you watch one of those films that get you depressed, you got to turn on like <laughs> the, the Mel Brooks or Preston Surges, like the Palm Beach story. Remember the Weenie King? A winning
1: yep.
0: thing. Oh heck yeah. <laughs> or speaking since like you look like Tony Curtis, I told you you're like, ah oh, she's gonna keep doing Um some like it hot.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Great movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite. So we're gonna t- we wanna wanna ask you. So you grew up in Washington, DC, right? hmm And then so you went to high school. And so how did you you know, how did you start doing plays in in your high school or how did you, you know, go into this career path as voiceover actor? Uh,
1: Well, um, when I came, so I was in, uh, New York, uh, pursuing stage and on camera, hadn't really entered into the world of voiceover at all. Um, but through a series of circumstances ended up in San Francisco, um, And in San Francisco, I uh, was able to procure a really great agent uh, who I was with for 26 years until she retired. And uh, during that time, was doing a lot of um, on-camera television commercials and minor roles in television series. I was a, a host of a of a travelogue, local travelogue series in the Bay Area for four years. And um, during that time, she said, hey, you want to do voiceover as well? And I said, well, sure, the more the merrier. And at that time, uh, San Francisco was the happening p- place for the beginning of the video game industry. Uh, it happened there
0: oh you were there you were the head
1: oh wow so i was lucky to be in the right place at the right time for that so you know from the very beginnings of the of the video game industry i was kind of like right in there uh so over the years of you know accumulated over 70 video games and stuff like that and uh that i've done and uh now you know Uh, On the other side of things, casting and and directing, which is a lot of fun. But um, so, yeah, so it just kind of seemed like a natural offshoot from the from the on camera work that I was doing. And um, back then, voiceover, not everybody was doing voiceover. Um, it was, as a matter of fact, uh, on-camera actors poo-pooed voiceovers if it was some kind of lesser form of acting. Um, now all of a sudden everybody wants to do voiceover. All the major actors want to do voiceover, right? Um, it's very funny, but, uh, at the time I was kind of, uh, left to my wiles and I was able to just get consistent work both in doing television commercials, radio commercials, video games, uh, documentary narration, uh, corporate narration. It just, anything that happened just came, came through a, a, a uh, a smaller conduit, right? It wasn't everybody doing everything all the time. There weren't thousands of agents shoving new auditions at millions of people. As a matter of fact, when I first started out, you know, people said, What do you do? And I would say, Well, I'm a voice actor. And and they said, What's that? You know, what exactly is that? And I'd have to explain to them, well, you know, cartoons and commercials, and you know, when you're on hold on a on a telephone, those that's people are talking to you and that's voiceover. And they said, Oh wow. And then, you know, maybe 10 years later I would say that and that I did voiceover and they'd say, Oh, I've heard of that. That's really cool. And now. If I say I do voiceover, they go, oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's just doing voiceover now. So, you know, but are they really doing it or is, you know, that's that's part of what I do as a coach is I, I make sure that if they are going to pursue voiceover, that they do it thoughtfully, mindfully, aware of it as a business and that they're going to be a small business owner and how to go about doing that in a way that um, – makes a casting director or agent smile knowing that they are a professional rather than a hobbyist or an amateur there are ways that you can mess up your career big time and there are also ways in which you can do it to ensure that people understand that you're doing this um in a very professional manner and that i'm as a casting director i'm somebody who wants to work with you rather than somebody who is like "Uh, i don't trust this you know anyway i've Brought myself all the way to the present, haven't
0: I? Yeah, well, that is an amazing journey. Can you share, is there any voices from the video games you can share a little bit? Give us a little, uh a line or two, if <laughs> you like.
1: <laughs> oh my God, I've done so many, it's just ridiculous,
0: <laughs> you know. Well, you know, our audience is like, ask him, ask him, give us a voice, you know, that's one What's of the fun things. A...
1: Right, so, you know, there's lots of things that you know, I've done, and, um, you know, I've done some characters from uh, Call of Duty and uh, been, uh, been there all with uh, There's been some other uh, voices that I've uh, done in the past. And, um, you know, hey, what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know what you're saying right now, but, you know, you're going to get it. So, uh, I mean, wow, I could that's do. that's
0: incredible wait Second, wait a um, second. David, there's lots of other
1: things that I, can do. I can do. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: wow, I'm no. just blown away. I'm just blown away. I loved well, it. Can you do a little bit more English? Can you say off with their head? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, actually, that was Marie Antoinette and she was French. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> off with their heads. I could do it with them. Um, off with their heads. Um, <laughs> in the French accent, uh, um, no, I played uh, Einstein, for a while, um, on a, for, for the for the teenagers. Did a, a historical game. I played Einstein. So I mean, you can do, you can go and do all sorts of things, ma'am. I mean, whatever you want to do. Right now, right now, I'm I'm directing a a, a series or a, a radio drama where. Uh, takes place in the 1930s down south it's a crime an actual true crime drama series Uh, all of these are taking place back in the in the 30s and 40s and uh so so they're pretty exciting and uh we gotta we gotta put out the casting call for people who can do the southern accent things like that
0: Oh wow, David, I am just blown away. Incredible talent. A spectacular talent. Wow, that voice is amazing. You Which one it. were you thinking? Which one were you talking about? <laughs> I, I,
1: is that one? Is that the one that's blowing you away? Because I could do this all day.
0: <laughs> I did like the uh what was it? The more what was the first one? It was you were the Mortal Kombat Captain?
1: Oh, I've done uh so uh, did all, did all the, uh, I mean, these, this is going back, but, um, you know, did all the, uh, armored core games and siphon filter, uh, dead space and all sorts of fun stuff. Did a lot of, uh, different anime, like fantasy star universe, and Pope LaCroix, and, but these are, you know, this is going back, you know, spawn, anti-spawn and,
0: you and a lot gone? of,
1: Oh, my gosh! Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah. Fun stuff. And I'm grateful that I had a chance to do all that stuff before all the the celebrity actors said, no, these are my roles now. You can't have
0: them. Oh, well. No,
1: it's totally fine.
0: is is it hard to get into is it just like do they only just want it is 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 there a possibility for anyone new because there's so many people listening to the podcast like we've we've hit top 12 23 top 40 around the world now with filmatics thank you everyone for listening and you know they come to listen to see like is it a possibility like how you know for someone new that's not famous it's not or you're not you don't have the privilege to be on tv yet but you might have a gift, you might have that passion. So do you just keep working on it and just you know, trying to get that agent or that manager, you just keep working on your craft? Yeah, I
1: mean, I tell all my, my clients, you know, when I coach them, I say, this is a long haul. This is not an immediate gratification industry. And you, if you're really interested in it, are gonna have to put time, perseverance, patience, talent and finances into creating a professional business that people will want to work with who people will want to work with and you know if you don't have all of those things it's gonna be really really tough because people these days as as a casting director I have my choice of whoever I want you know and and if you're not gonna be up there at the top showing me your stuff and that you're a professional, not just talent, but in the professional nature you have as a business person. You know, people think, you know, it used to be, oh, well, I'm just a talent and I have an agent and my agent will take care of everything. That's not the way it works anymore. Yes, having agency representation is important, but it's just as important to be able to self promote yourself, to know how to do that on different social media, um, how to, you know, you can mess your. You know, measure uh, that impression of yourself uh, as a business up big time. If you're uh, not working appropriately on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter, you can mess that up big time really quick. And it's really hard to get rid of a bad impression once you have one. So I would say that it's extremely, impo- uh, extremely possible to do it. And if and if you have a guide and a coach who knows what they're doing in this industry and, and how to guide you and help you find the right path, then yes, you do have a good chance of doing it. Doing it on your own um, is harder, much harder.
0: Yeah. And uh, so, which leads me to, like, I really am so excited to have you on here because animation and live action and anime are huge now. And there's so many streaming platforms from YouTube to TikTok to short stuff right. to long stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit that, uh, you know, you when you went, you you have a BA in theater. So you actually studied theater and you studied acting in New York City with Herbert Burgoff Studios in San Francisco with Richard Side. So that's really important that you studied with some of the top top people in the business so you dedicated you know uh your time and like you said a business you studied your craft you studied your art so you were ready for an agent you weren't just like you know some people these days they make a youtube video which is great and then you know like um because a lot of people in los angeles have been like going to classes and studying and we see all these these newer generation which you know all of a sudden are getting acting roles and you're like wait they've never even gone on an audition and now they got a role because they like have followers on TikTok or something so like some people are passing you by because they get lucky over here so is it just right. kind of like you just just say you know everyone's path is different and just keep plugging along right
1: well sure um, i mean there are, uh, i think those those people you're talking about on YouTube and TikTok are far and few between and uh, so, yes, I would say that that uh, you know the true path uh, of an artist uh, is patience and perseverance. I would say that that those people, they're very, you know, there there's the exception on YouTube or TikTok or any other other platforms where they're actually very talented at the same time. Lots of times they just have a a thing that they're doing that happens to take off and, people enjoy it for a while some people can parlay that into a career and other people you know flash in a pan they make their money and they're gone and you never like whatever happened to so um yeah i would just say that it's really important that you um it it helped me to be an actor and have acting training that helped immensely because my ability to, uh, feel comfortable in front of an audience, uh, that really translates well when you're an, uh, a voiceover actor. Okay.
0: So David, I want to ask you real quickly. Um, where can people, um, you know, get coaching from you? How do they, how they, you know, ask for coaching or be in a class or, you know, even a choir, where can they, um, if this
1: is, yeah, if this is something that you're interested in, anybody who's listening, Um, Before you just decide to plunk down a lot of money and time into this, um, I offer 15-minute free consultations to anybody who wants to uh, talk to me about this possibility and how to get involved. Um, And you can go to uh, globalvoiceacademy.com. I'm the CEO at globalvoiceactingacademy.com, but the url is globalvoiceacademy.com uh and if you scroll down to the bottom you can um sign up for a free consultation and uh, we can meet either meet on zoom or phone and we can talk about does this work for you is this something that could work for you or you know, if you're already involved, why is it not happening for you?
0: (laughs) Well, that is fantastic. So once again, I want to thank David Rosenthal for being with us today. And David, can you just repeat the website real quickly? Sure.
1: So it's globalvoiceacademy.com. It's part of Global Voice Acting Academy, or GVAA, as we're known. Uh, You can go to GVAA community over on Facebook, and you can uh, join our community there too, is, if you like.
0: Thank you so much, everyone Listen till next week. Stay safe and healthy. Cheers, everyone. Bye.